0: When I first started out, I was charging $10 an hour. I'm so embarrassed to tell you that. Well, things have changed. Here's how I went from underpaid VA to digital unicorn. And my best pricing tips so you don't make the same mistakes I did. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers, and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. I have exciting news. My husband is now officially retired from the U.S. Air Force, and we are settling down on one spot. No more moving. And I have to say, I kind of got excited because I saw a full-time six-figure job, and I'm like, hmm, I could take that. I could do that. We're not moving anymore. I'm not moving every two years. I could take the cush job. And then I'm like, no, I have been freelancing because I love it, because I want flexibility, because I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to ask for vacation days off because I need to go to the orthodontist. I have kids with my genetics. (laughs) They're screwed. So I started freelancing when we first PCS'd from, which for those of you who aren't military means we moved from Oklahoma to Washington, D.C. I tend to end up in D.C. a lot. And I had my dream job, and I had to walk away from it. I was really sad, but I had just had my son, so it was a blessing, and I enjoyed being home with him. I really, really did. And when I had quit, I kind of said yes to a small business owner who wanted my help, not really knowing that it would lead into this whole freelance business. I did not have the vision back in 2009 where that would take me. So I want you to know this. I've been doing this a while. I also had zero mentors in this space. There was no such thing as a VA, let alone a VA coach or any kind of freelancing coach back then. This whole course creation world was brand new. I figured a lot out on my own. And it was painful, but I was also very ignorant about things. And ignorance is bliss. This whole podcast is to help you not do what I did for years, and I have no regrets. It got me where I am today. I've always been positive about it. I just have a few major pricing regrets more so recently than I did at the beginning, but at the beginning, it was all part of my journey. If I could go back in time, take a course like my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School and fast track everything, you know I would because I see the value in what a quick investment which quick learning can take you so far ahead in this world. And I had to put the pieces together for years. And luckily I'm doing that in my course for you, which by the way, opens super soon. But I'm telling you this because I wanted you to know I started out in this freelance space with really dumb low prices. I was like giving it away, but I didn't know any better. I felt so grateful for the work, I loved the work, and it wasn't eating up a lot of my time. But the pattern I've seen over the decade that followed was the less time I got, the more smart I got about where I spent it, who I gave it to, and what I charged for it. I've given away way too much free, I've gone way over the scope over the years, and I've not charged enough. In the beginning, I charged $10 an hour. I didn't know any better. I was doing Pinterest marketing. The Pinterest work I was doing helped a really big client of mine eventually hit seven figures. It grew her email list. It grew her Facebook. It grew all of her social media platforms because of the work I was doing over there. And it also opened doors to other things. I didn't just do Pinterest, but that's what I started at. I wanted you to know that. Nowadays, like, isn't that below minimum wage? I just heard a radio ad saying, Target was gonna pay $24 an hour with bennies to their new hires. And I just thought, oh my God. <laughs> I hope somebody had a million dollars and I was charging $10 an hour. I didn't stay there that long. That was just my initial thing. And then I got smart and I was just guessing. I was just guessing. I had no framework, no reference point. And I was just kind of wildly throwing out a number and I was undervaluing myself because I had had a resume gap I had worked for this one client for a few years at a very teeny tiny retainer, but that was me jumping back in after like a huge gap, and in the digital space, things had changed, so I didn't feel confident. Now I can see like, oh girl, with all the techie stuff you already knew, your ability to write, your ability to figure things out, like I should have not ever have done that. So yeah, $10 an hour, and I'm not huge on bragging about money. I don't want to make false income claims, but I do think that you learn a lot by seeing what other people charge. I just booked a VIP day for somebody where I'm gonna work in their business for one day. This is gonna be Friday. I'm recording this podcast on a Tuesday. My VIP day is $2,000. I'll be working just a couple hours on her thing, on her technical thing. Guys, that came from a decade of experience and me getting smart. And that's how I have gone from underpaid VA to a digital marketing unicorn. And I wanna teach you here in this podcast some of the pricing mistakes I've made to help you fast track out of it. You might not be there, but having the awareness of what's happening and having the tools to get out of that predicament is what's gonna make you successful. The people who aren't successful stay stuck in all areas of their life. I heard somebody say, oh, generalists stay broke. And I disagree. Your pricing keeps you broke. Being a generalist can pay off. It has made me hot in demand right now as a marketer. Choosing dumb low prices is what keeps you broke and keeps your bank account low. So I want to talk to you a little bit of some of the mistakes I made. But before we get into any of this, I want you to know my pricing and packaging workshop is happening March 9th, 10th, and 12th it's not too late to go sign up for one of those. We'll go deeper into what we're talking about today and help you price out your packages over there. The link for that is here in the podcast show notes. And if you missed it, just get on the wait list. I'm sure I'll be running this workshop again And you can also pop over into my Facebook group or get on my email list or whatever you need to do to make sure you don't miss it next time. It's gonna be good, I'm really excited. This is my first time doing it. And the whole point is so many freelancers get stuck on this because they don't have the reference point. And I heard somebody complaining about another fellow VA coach She's not really my competitor. She's in a similar field, but she teaches a way different thing. So it's not like frenemy status here, but somebody was complaining about her Facebook group and how no one would share their prices. And I just kind of thought that's BS. Like I'm trying to create a community where we share this and we talk about it. And it's okay if somebody's priced higher. It's okay if somebody's priced lower. It's okay if a fellow freelancer has different services than you. We are all so unique. I am here to create a community where we support each other and there's power if we actually unite, not quite like a union here, but maybe we're a union. Maybe that's why this podcast is Unicorns Unite. Because when you know somebody else's prices, kind of bolsters your confidence. You feel good. And you know what? If you have a client who's going to walk away and not like your prices, like touche, they don't see the value in you, you probably dodged a bullet. But it helps to know starting places for prices, right? It really, really helps. That's what I'm trying to do in my community, and that's what I'm trying to do in this pricing workshop, but we talk about this all the time. What would you charge for this? What would you charge for that? And when you are talking to a client, I have to tell you, you get on that discovery call and if you start waffling over your prices, you immediately are communicating that you don't trust yourself, that you're doubting yourself and you might not be worth whatever that price is. So you gotta be confident in your pricing. That's one thing I've learned over the years. There's no teetering and tottering over your prices. You set your prices, you stay firm and confident on that and you will attract the right clients. One thing I wish I would have done sooner is ditching some of the smaller, piddly clients. It's really hard to have clients who just need a few hours from you. And yeah, that's where I started. But the sooner you can start leveling up and putting your key successful clients into bigger retainer packages, it takes a mental load off of you if you can juggle less clients, less contact switching, and it will actually help your profit margins because you will be more focused on that client. You can offer larger chunks of Time, larger retainer hours, and that's better. And when you start dumping the piddly small clients you start creating this like minimum. Like I no longer show up for somebody at this level because I don't want to A, waste my time and I don't want to waste the client's time. Now in the beginning, those small clients have served me well, I've gotten a lot of experience, but the second it's time to level up, you feel that in your bones. You're like, you know what? Doing four hours a month for you is just not going to pay off long-term. It's not going to get this client where I need to go. It's not worth my mental load right now. From now on, I only show up for what? What is that for you? Maybe it's a client for 10 hours a week. Maybe you're leveling up from five to 10 hour a week. Decide on what that minimum is for you and stick to it and don't acquiesce. Don't give in to somebody just because you feel bad for them, <laughs> just because you have a soft, tender heart like I do. Okay? Another pricing mistake I've made over the years is not only just padding my time, but padding the budget with the time it takes to set up, audit, go through everything—I've done some quick starts with clients, which I always feel like that's why they like to hire me because I'm really fast. I get things turned around really quickly and I get results right away. But don't forget to charge for that, like the time it takes you to prepare the plan, set the things up, to to get access to everything. Like not forgetting to put those into your prices and your time allowance has been a big mistake. And sometimes you just don't know any better. So I suggest giving yourself like a little bit of a blanket with every new client. Like, yeah, there's going to be a two-hour setup fee with that. And just have it like a flat fee, like new client setup. That way you don't feel this like pressure, like, oh my gosh, I'm just like – cutting into the time. I'm cutting into the profit margin. You know, when you start spending too much time on something and you can just feel the clock ticking, you feel your profit margin eating away because of the stupid setup time you didn't even think about. And just be upfront with your clients about that in your proposal, in your discovery call. And things work really well if you can say, this is how I do business. I always have a flat fee for setup. I always have a flat fee for audit. I know after years of work that that first month with a Pinterest client always takes much longer than getting into a regular cycle cleaned up with a maintenance schedule of pinning fresh pins. Like the cleanup almost is the worst part of it, but that's the most valuable, right? So add that into the prices, add that into your projections and your proposals. Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person, and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists, who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. One thing I've actually been good at over the years when it comes to pricing is being able to see the bigger scope of the project being able to put all the digital marketing pieces together, which I always like to tout myself on this, but kind of anticipating issues, seeing possibilities for upsells and more services, I encourage you to do that. You might not see it when you're brand new, but the second you start seeing these things happen, like, I don't know, you're working on a launch with somebody. Somebody hired you part-time to help with a launch, but they're not really thinking about long-term serving clients or other projects that open up when... You start something like maybe you get hired to help transcribe and deliver a video content, but then you see an opportunity to repurpose this content elsewhere. I mean, there's so many little possibilities and opportunities like that that pop up that you need to see the possibility for more work and seize it talk to your clients and tell them, like we could add this in. And that's how you can get more work and steer your career in the direction you want to go doing the work you want to do for the clients you want to do. Now, if it's a client you don't want to continue working with, you just keep your little trap shut and you don't say anything, right? But you pay attention to those moments and that's indicative that you might be ready to help with strategy, right? If your brain's going that way and kind of paving that vision for the future or where the client should go if you've got that in you girl you can end up doing consulting you can end up doing higher level strategy days down the road just pay attention and give yourself some credit for that type of thinking now for a while there I had an agency I had eight women working for me and I couldn't say no to client work so I'm like I'll just train everyone to do the work with me and then I don't have to turn clients away Well, that was all fun and dandy until my husband deployed for a year and I just like couldn't manage the people and the projects and I was just dropping balls. But it was good because it got me creating the trainings that I needed for my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, which is opening soon. But that was the core of those trainings, like trying to get my own team spun up on what we were doing on the weekly for our clients. I uh, definitely made mistakes when I was owning my agency. It's kind of cool because over in my digital marketing work group, we have a guest talk this month with Rachel Mazza, who's going to talk about owning an agency because she also had one and has some good advice, but... When you get into agency territory, you really have to look at your margins and be charging enough. And I definitely was undercharging the clients, not taking enough for the overhead and getting stuck with overhead expenses. So I hadn't quite done the math. So I encourage you to think about that if you are doing an agency or if you're subcontracting out, think about that cost, that expense, and really look at your profit margins for that. Over the years, I have made some mistakes And I see a lot of new freelancers doing the same thing. And so I'm going to lay them out right now, right here. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about the mindset there. We all come to the table with some kind of limiting belief when it comes to money. Something in our past set us off. I have an episode coming out soon with Chelsea Brennan, who's a money mindset coach. And she's really good with this. I'm going to link to her YouTube video in the show notes. I think it's worth us all watching. But we all are coming to the table with some kind of money story. And when it comes to getting paid your worth, everybody has a money story. And I'm not saying just because you've had some kind of training, you deserve X, Y, and Z. There is a a marketable rate for services and ongoing services. And you can definitely choose to be in the higher or lower end. You also have to pay attention to your own thing. And I see this happening with my own freelancers, like afraid to charge more. And I really encourage you to look at what's going through your brain when you think about some of this. That's why in the pricing and packaging workshop, we're going to break it down so you can actually see what your take-home pay is. It's going to be so encouraging for you to finally ask for more. It's so hard on some of us and I don't know why. And it's like the work comes easy, it's fun, it almost seems too good to be true, but that doesn't mean what you're doing shouldn't be valued. I mean, with the skill set I had, I helped a client make a million dollars. I helped my client last month make $50,000. You better believe I even need to increase my own prices. When you have that kind of ROI and you can articulate your value and when your work is directly causing a business to explode, you need to be charging more. And so that's why over in my course, my UDMA course, we talk a lot about where to position yourself for future higher paychecks, sales page design, copywriting, things like that. Facebook ads, you can end up charging more over time. So it's kind of getting yourself in the right position to grow into these freelance businesses that are more value-based pricing. I kind of feel a little all over the place with this podcast. And when it comes to the money mindset, there's definitely something that has happened with me. And I'm still kind of... Processing it and trying to figure it out. But I almost need to have zero time left in the day for me to go back and really up level and prioritize. And it's kind of sad, you guys. I'm being transparent with you. I almost have to hit my rock bottom where I physically cannot do anything more. And the only answer is for me to raise my prices. I hit that this summer with some of my quiz funnels. I literally could not add any more work. I had to turn away clients. And I'm like telling myself, girl, You need to increase your rates. Like, this is a sign. And I don't know why that has to happen for some of us. We almost have to get hit on the head. But when it becomes a trade-off of time or money, it just gets really clear to me. I'll, like, fight it. I see it coming. I need to do this. I need to do this. But the second I have no seconds left in the day, I'm like, all right, okay, That means I need to raise my rates. So I encourage you not to do that. Don't wait to the last minute. Have a price increase strategy in place. Regularly increase your prices with your own clients. And I mean, looking at today's inflation rates should be encouragement enough for you to do that, right? Like you've got to keep up with the times. Everything you've been working on, all the extra training, all your experience, is totally worth it. Don't undervalue that. There's a lot of new people starting off in this space, charging a lot of money right out of the gate with zero experience. And when you look at their rates and you think, oh man, I've been at it a year or two, I need to be ahead of them. I mean, that lights your fire to increase your prices and finally have that talk with your clients. (laughs) I know I've been sharing a lot here. So that brings me to the three biggest mistakes I see. One, undercharging. If your price is too low, there's a price perception. People are questioning your value. Can you do what you say? What's wrong with her? Why is she so low? It must not be very good work. Don't undercharge, especially if it's something that makes your clients money. If you are making your client a million dollars and you are charging $20 an hour, something is wrong, okay? So you need to do the work to figure out what your minimal acceptable rate is, A, to pay for stuff in your life and to make it worth your time, but you also need to think about the price perception and what is the going market rate. And I know you don't always know this when you're starting out, which is why you're going to come to the pricing strategy workshop. Okay, number two biggest mistake I see, overcharging. Just like I was talking about people right out of the gate charging these premium prices when they have no reputation. They haven't ever really delivered these results. And right out of the gate, they're like, I'm $50 an hour because I'm worth it. Yeah, I get that. You might be, quote, worth it. We're all worth it. God made all of us worthy. But doesn't mean you get to overcharge people when you have zero, zero results, reputation, testimonial. Okay, So get started, get your foot in the door, and increase your rates as you book out. Just don't wait to the rock bottom like I did overcharging out of the gate is gonna keep you from not having clients. You're gonna see it. If nobody wants to book with you, it might be time to think about your pricing and figure out what you need to do to get the experience to match your pricing. Number three, not leveling up to your project pricing sooner. We kind of all start off hourly because it's easier to track, to communicate to our clients. It's a clear definition of what we're giving the clients, our time. But You also become a commodity. Sometimes it is hours. I mean, hourly is how we set our project rates, right? But at some point when you have a very desirable skill set, that helps your clients make money and generate leads, you need to price up. You need to start looking at project rates and VIP days in a way to bundle it where it is worth your time. Now, think about the locksmith. I know I told this during the podcast. I think I have. We pay him $300 to show up at our door and unlock our house. We pay him $300 no matter if it took him two seconds two minutes, five minutes, or 10 minutes to pick our lock. And that's because he has the skills. He's been training. He's been doing it for 10 years. It doesn't matter how long it took him. He had to walk away from his family, his other clients, and come help us. So think about the locksmith when you're doing your pricing. Everything you're working toward is adding up so you can be the locksmith in your specialization. That is your goal. All right. I want to encourage you to take a good hard look at your rates and see if they are... High enough? Have that conversation with your clients about your price increasing. Don't make it hard, like you are worth it. Your time is worth it. And think about what the opportunity cost here. Somebody else could easily waltz into that spot and want your time for more. Your pricing communicates a lot about you, and it's a lot about what you think about yourself, too. So don't be afraid to increase those rates, have a plan in place. And don't do what I did. Don't start off at $10 an hour. Once you get smart, once you start to see common patterns, you can start creating your packages. You can start creating like bundled services and make it worth your time where you can combine your experience and get paid a handsome rate for that. right, I encourage you to sign up for the workshop coming up. Let me know in the DMs what questions you have about pricing. I would love to hear from you over on Instagram. All right, talk to you next time. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com services. The better it will be for your time. Crap, here's my phone. Oh, God, I'm I'm borrowed time, guys. I don't even know what I was saying.